This is Max Castellanos El Chingón de Texas. This is the fire starter, Jake Chris. This is ECW original, the enforcer, C.W. Anderson. And this is Gringo Loco. This is former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Tim Storm. And you're listening to the WrestleVille Podcast. Vinny Berry, and for more than 20 years, I've covered news and sports, specializing in pro boxing, MMA, and wrestling. This is Keith Elliott Greenberg. This is Miss Reality, Maddie Winkowski. Listen to stories from pro wrestling on the Russellville Podcast. This is the Golden Boy, Greg Anthony. To listen, go to Russellville.com or on Spotify. Russellville, it's where wrestling lives. The Russellville Podcast, now that, my friend is just incredible. What's up, everybody? This is Houston Carson, owner of Lions Pride Sports Professional Wrestling, and you're listening to the Wrestleville Podcast. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest this episode is Houston Carson former professional wrestler and current trainer of the Lions Pride Sports Academy in Bryan College Station, Texas. Houston, how are you? What's going on, Vinny? I appreciate you having me on, man. Well, it's it's good to have you on. And uh, I'm uh, familiar with your, your school and your promotion because we both live in the same state. We have mutual friends. So uh, tell us a little bit about Lions, Lions Pride Sports. So uh, Lions Pride Sports is a promotion that my wife and I started the year I had to retire from in-ring action, and that was 2017. Uh, our first show was October of 2017. And then uh, a year or so into that, actually 10 months into that, I realized I wanted to spread my knowledge, pass my knowledge on to people who wanted to learn pro wrestling. And so then my wife and I started the Lions Den training facility. And so we have Lions Pride Sports, the promotion that does the events and everything. And then we have the Lions Den Pro Wrestling Training Center, and that's where we train our students. That started in August of 2018. And so we've had the school for four years now and the promotion for five years now. What, what does the uh, school provide? What, what is the, uh, some of the things that if a, a student was to go in there to want to be a wrestler, what are the things that they're going to learn? I literally provide everything possible. When you get started, um, we get you in shape and we teach you the basic fundamentals of pro wrestling in our facility. We have multiple wrestling rings that way. Multiple groups can learn at the same time, uh, whether you're a beginner, uh, intermediate or advanced. We have a full weight room with everything you need to get in shape, all cardio equipment and everything. And we have a promo room. I turn our pro wrestlers into personal trainers if they need jobs. And we have a personal trainer's office here. We have a film study room that also works as a conference room where we study matches. The students get uh, their own kitchen and their own dressing rooms that way. If they need to be here all day, they can be here. And my wife makes all of our gear. She has a big office in the back where she has all the machines that make all of the spandex and vinyl, things like that. And then I'm in my office right now where I get everything done. I do all of our graphics and all of our video work. And I have a couple of people that help us with video work as well. And we, we also travel and we do events. We do small events here in our facility. And we also travel around and do events anywhere from gyms to civic centers to rodeo arenas anywhere. And so when you become a student of the Lion's Den, um, there's not one piece missing that'll help 
turn you into the star that you'll be one day. When you lay it out like that, it's like, wow, man, that, that sounds like quite the operation. But I'm sure it, it started off as a, you know, as, of course, as an idea, right? Yeah. So in 2018 and the summer of 2018, uh, we were doing one of our traveling shows. And we didn't have a school yet. And a boxing coach and promoter came up to me who has a promotion in town, Brian College Station Boxing. His name's Carl Perry. He came up and he wanted to sponsor one of our shows to advertise his business. And he said, come to my gym and uh, I'll get you a check and we'll talk a little bit. And I said, cool. So my wife headed over to downtown Bryan where his facility is. And it was huge. And I could see all these people learning boxing and just the way the camaraderie and everything. And I thought, man, I told my wife, Kinsey, I said, I want to turn this. I want us to have a school here. Uh, I'm going to ask this guy if maybe we could rent a corner to start a little idea I've had for a while. And he let us start renting out a corner and we had one ring and we shared the gym equipment he had and the boxers, they ran the place because that was their place. We just had our corner. And then during the pandemic in 2020, I was getting to where I wanted my own space and the world was kind of getting crazy anyways, you know, and I wanted to do my own thing. And close to where my wife and I live, a big office warehouse building came up for sale. And it was COVID time, so interest rates were as low as possible, and people were just trying to get out from under everything. So I called our banker, and I told him about it, and our realtor, and we checked it out. And I got this amazing deal on this 5,500-square-foot facility with a huge warehouse in the back and an office area that's that it's just has every room that I could imagine my vision having. And my wife said, okay, if you have this vision, uh, I'll help you make it nice. Because every wrestling school we've gone to has not been nice. Like it gets the job done, but it doesn't feel like you step into somewhere where the people truly care about the aesthetics, aesthetics of everything. And so we bought the building in summer of 2020 and we renovated it and we did a rush renovation job because we wanted to get, get in it so fast. But man, me and my wife and a few friends really kicked butt and got it done. And the gym, we painted all matte black. So that way it would feel like the den. And also if we film anything in there, it would have a great backdrop, a nice matte black back backdrop. And then we put all new gym flooring in, brought rings in, brought gym equipment in. And the inside here, we replaced the flooring and had nice light oak wood flooring and painted everything a black and white theme. And we have all of our wrestling posters framed up everywhere. And we, we tried to do everything we could to make it different from whatever I grew up in Texas wrestling with, because I can't, I started in 2008 and I've been to all the wrestling schools. And I've been to all the promotions and everyone's nice and everyone's learning, but everyone forgets to make pro wrestling facilities look nice. Like, because that's, that's the first impression. And if you walk in, if you're a student or if you want to be a student of a place like this and you walk in and you see how well we take care of everything and how nice it is, you, you just automatically get this feeling that you're probably going to be taken care of and your money's going to go into something worth, worth spending, spending your money on. And uh, I absolutely love this place. I spend half of my life here uh, because, uh, because I love it. And my wife and I have made it someplace where People truly enjoy just being here, not only to get in the ring and train, but we've made it to where if you're a wrestling nerd like you and I and everybody else, it's a place where we can hang out and watch and talk wrestling all day long. That sounds like a great place. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I put my heart and soul and all my money into it. <laughs> your, your place sounds amazing. And looking back now, everything worked out well for you. But I'm sure that, you know, when you had to accept the fact that you were retiring pretty hard pill to swallow, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, 
I'm an emotional guy just the way I am, but I keep that between like my wife and my mom, you know, that sort of stuff. And I don't, I don't let a lot of people see that, but that was a time where I was just kind of open about how it felt. And I remember the day I went to the doctor um, and there was something going on with my heartbeat, which we always thought I had a heart murmur, but we went and got an echogram and, and after the EKG was a little funny and we had it checked in and long story short, everyone's supposed to have a tricuspid aortic valve. It's three flaps that let blood flow out of your heart. Well, two of my flaps are stuck together and I have a bicuspid aortic valve. Like a lot of people, Arnold Schwarzenegger had it and he had to get his fixed and I'll eventually, I'm about to be 35. I'll get mine all the way fixed by the time I'm 40. It just hasn't gotten to that point yet. But it was, it, the doctor said, look, you can live a normal life and work out and things like that. But this crazy wrestling life where you're traveling every day of the week and working out and, and your blood pressure is going nuts and you're stressed, we can't have that anymore. And I broke down, you know, and I cried just because I'm not a plan B type of guy. I have plan A and I put 100% towards it. And plan A was becoming a WWE superstar. I wasn't even thinking at the time TNA or or AAA or, or any of the indies. I wanted to be a star on TV. Like I, I, when I do things, I do them big and I go all in. And so that was really devastating. And I went through a couple of months where I just almost was bitter to wrestling in a way, just because I felt like it was ripped away from me. And I, in that, in those instances, you don't know how you're supposed to act or how you're supposed to feel. It, it's just all these emotions at once. And I felt, I felt like I hated wrestling for about two or three months. And then I started to miss it. And then I started turning the TV back on. And that's when we started doing the wrestling. You know, I told my wife, I want to start a promotion. And our first show was October of 2017. And we packed the house and it was such a fulfilling moment of, writing stories and booking talent and seeing it come together. And then I realized, okay, me telling my own story in the ring against an opponent was fun, but maybe that's not why I was put here. Maybe I was put here to, to book these things and write these things and get the emotion from these crowds by using these athletes in a certain way, because so many promoters just book talent and they say, okay, it's you versus you, your baby, your hill, you go over. Well, how long do we have? Whatever you want, just go out there. And there's no order. And man, when you have a bunch of egotistical pro wrestlers and there's no order, everyone's going to go out there and have a 20 to 30 minute match. And the fans are just going to get tired by the third or fourth match. And then so little by little, I started realizing that I could plan these shows out to where people won't get so tired and, and, and aggravated with how long the matches are. And I'll make sure the, the, the matches are placed in a, in a way that the show flows to where it's like a roller coaster to ride for you. That way, it's not just one monotone ride the whole way. And I know I'm rambling on about this, but I that's that's that was the first taste of I'm OK with not wrestling anymore because I kind of like putting on the wrestling show myself. And then it goes into the, the training school. And then I started making my own talent and they do exactly what I, I want. And I and it's not I'm not trying to be a dictator or anything. I just feel like I have a really good mindset for wrestling. And I'm really good at mixing sports entertainment with good old fashioned pro wrestling, because in 2022, we have to have both. It can't be totally old school and it can't be totally sports entertainment. You got to find a way to make everybody happy and you have to find a way to make in wrestling. If you have flaws in the ring or flaws with your body or or like if you have a pros and cons list as a wrestling superstar, your cons, we can't let the crowd know about that. And a lot of people on the independent scene don't have anybody out there showing them, hey, that's not your strongest suit. Hide that. But these things you're really good at here, let's show everybody that. And so now I'm getting to realize that, like, I have these 
human beings that come in here as normal human beings and they want to be stars. And then we kind of just start showing them, showing them the ropes and showing them how to do it and figuring out what, what's special about you and what things are you just not very good at. And the cool thing about pro wrestling is we get to pick those things. When we have a match, if I'm not good at giving an arm drag, there's no way I'm going to throw an arm drag in my match. We can figure something else out. And I just don't think there's a lot of mentors helping these independent workers with these things. I think everyone's worried about themselves so much that they don't pull somebody to the side like they used to and say, hey, you did some really good things out there, but some of the things you were doing were awful. You need to work on those. And until you get those fixed, hide them. Right. You know what I mean? If anybody got to see you wrestle when you were wrestling, that's exactly where you were. You were going. You were going. You were going to TV. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. I told you before we started recording, I uh, started my website in April of 2017. You were the first guy. Of course, I was working on that long before April of 2017. And you were one of the guys that I had on my list to, to put out there first, right? So Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. So talk about your you know, some of your students and talk about, uh, it's got to make you feel pretty good to watch these, these students come in, not know how to wrestle. And then within weeks or months, they're wrestling, right? It's got to make you feel pretty good. It's, it's, it's the most fulfilling thing I've ever done as far as, uh, a skill goes, you know, like as far, this is my job. And my, and my entire life of doing things and hobbies and trades, I've never been more fulfilled because it is exactly what you just said, that people come in and they say, look, I've been watching wrestling for a while and it looks neat. I'm not in the best shape, but I have heart and I have I can dedicate myself to this. And when they really do that and then they get in shape and then they start they start looking like someone special and they start picking up the fundamentals and and they just they turn themselves into a sponge to where whenever I give advice, they take the advice, which some people, it's just hard to take advice, but the ones that come in and say, okay, this guy, he wouldn't just tell me this stuff for no reason. He wants to turn me into a star. This is why he's telling me these things. And so the ones that come in and they really soak up all the knowledge and then they turn into somebody, it's crazy. We have situations of me getting my oil changed um, at a mobile one here in town and the manager, manager, knowing a little bit about independent wrestling, a little bit about myself, said, hey, I got a guy who's changing oil here that's got a really good look. He's six foot one, handsome, muscular, and he doesn't know what to do with his life. We talked to him about your school. Well, he turned out to be Matthias, who I've trained, who is one of our top stars and sells like more merch than hardly anybody else on the show and gets booked all over Texas. And he was just an oily like he literally like his first day he came to the school, he's covered in oil. And uh, he had a cool background of being in Chuck Norris's kickstart program here and in our area and then a football star and a wrestling star on the amateur level. And then he kind of just said, I'll just go change oil for a living. And that was going to be what he was going to do. You know, there wasn't there wasn't guidance there to go anywhere else. And to know that I helped him turn himself into a star to where when he walks into our mall or our Walmarts, our restaurants here, people go, are you even if they don't know his name, they say, you're the guy on the wrestling show in town, aren't you? Oh my God, I saw you last week. And to him, that's so cool. And we have Mia Friday, who you and I talked, you've interviewed her before. Uh, Mia Friday started when she was 13 and now she's 16 and she's already wrestling in other states. She's one of Booker T's uh, at Reality Wrestling, one of their biggest stars on their show now. 
she's goes to a collegiate high school where she's going to graduate with a college degree. And, and she, you talked about it. She's so charismatic. And at 16, I couldn't imagine being on a pro wrestling show with all these other talented wrestlers and getting one of the biggest reactions. You know, at 16, you say, well, I'm on the bottom of the totem pole. It'll happen for me one day. Well, Mia Friday says, no, it's going to happen for me today. And these people are going to remember me the most. And we have Drake Durden, who is about seven foot tall, who was a lawyer and a partner in town, stopped by our school. Uh, a friend of a friend told him about us. And then he became one of our biggest stars ever. And people love seeing a guy who's almost seven foot tall and knowing that he, he literally fights people in a courtroom during the day and then fights people in a wrestling ring at night. That's really cool. And we use him and Mia and Thomas for all or Matthias, who is Thomas. We use them for our anti-bully rallies and our charity events and everything. And it's, it's so fulfilling to know that they came in one day and said, do you think I could do this? And now they're, they're legitimate local celebrities here in the Brazos Valley is what we call our region here. Right. Right. You know, I'm curious, some of these students come in, they want to be wrestlers. Some of them I'm sure find out that it's not for them. Right. I mean, because it's, you know, you and I know it's, it's hard work. It hurts. Right. I mean, yeah. Mentally and physically it hurts. Absolutely. And so I'm curious if there's some people that come in that do you always give them the benefit of the doubt or you, you kind of think that I, well, I don't, you know what, I just don't know about this person. We'll see how far <laughs> it goes. That's funny because when I first started the school, I wouldn't give people the benefit of the doubt to me and my young mind and my young coach mind at the time, if they didn't really look like a star walking in, I thought, man, what am I going to do with this person? But as I became a better coach and a better mentor, I realized these people, I can turn these, if they come in metaphorically as a worm, I can turn them into a butterfly. They just have to go through this process with me here. And as the years have gone by, I, I, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt, no matter what they look like or what they act like when they walk in, because we've had so many success stories here. And some people will come in overweight and insecure and shy And then a year later, they're in shape. They're talking to you and having full conversations. They're looking you in your eyes when they're talking. They're cutting promos in the ring. And just a year ago, they were afraid to look me in the eyes and talk to me while we were doing a tour of our facility because they were so nervous. They didn't have people skills. And so we, um, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt now. And with pro wrestling the way it is nowadays, there's a wrestler for every fan. And there's a fan base for every wrestler. And so... It, I used to have the Vince McMahon mentality pretty bad where I was like, you have to look like a big old star to be one of my stars. And then I started realizing, well, that's important. And I love that because that's the mainstream star is a big, muscular, athletic human being. You know, there's there's a place for everyone in wrestling, especially on our independent level. And so, yeah, no, I I give everybody a chance and a shot here. But of course, about 50 percent of the students who do sign up don't go through with it just because it you have to dedicate your life to something like this to be successful at it and you have to go to sleep thinking about it and you have to wake up thinking about it you have to change your life as far as what you eat and going to the gym and if you have a partner you live with and they don't want to watch wrestling as much as you but you need to watch your wrestling there's a lot of issues and a lot of people just can't can't do what it takes there's work behind the work right I mean, they're studying, studying, there's watching different styles and, you know, when you study wrestling, it's, 
you have to watch, you can watch one match five times and one time go through and see why did they get those reactions the way they did? And then you go back through and then you think, all right, let's watch some of the chain wrestling and, and, and study some holds here. And then you go back through and then you go, okay, let's watch the timing and the transitions of everything. And then you watch it again and you say, okay, now let's watch their footwork and then their gear, and, you know, and how they present themselves and their entrance. And when they come out, how long do they stand under that screen? And then when they get up in the corner, how long do they confidently stand up in that corner and let everybody soak them in? And when the students start to realize that they have people at home that don't want to watch wrestling as much as they do. And that's why I've tried to make it a safe place here. I have TVs everywhere in this building. They're mounted everywhere and they all have wrestling. And I make sure every day when I come in and turn the place on, each one has something different, whether it's a documentary on one, old school wrestling on one, a new NXT program on one. You know, like I, I try to make sure that everyone that's walking around the building, you never know what's going to catch somebody's attention and teach them something right there in that moment. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. How important is evolution of the character? If you look at Chris Jericho, he's probably a master of that. He is not the same character. He started when, matter of fact, I've the, the last five years, he's probably changed his look uh, six or seven times, right? How yeah. important is that? And how can you do that successfully and grab the attention of the, the fans? It's so important, especially in 2022 with social media and us getting everything as quick as we want. And since we get everything as quick as we want, we expect things just to flow and change like that. And back in the old days of wrestling, 60s, 70s, 80s, even 90s, somebody could be this one persona for years and years and years. And we had nothing to really they had nothing to compete with. So we liked it. But with all the competition now, like Jericho's doing, I think you really do have to have to up your ante with your character every at least at least once a year change something about yourself and one of the biggest things is as long as people stay true to themselves like if i'm houston carson and i'm a character on a show and i realize hey things are changing a little bit and the crowd's kind of they're not favoring me as much as they used to i need to change something i still have to figure out a way to make it houston carson turned up to 10 but i have to go in a different direction I just can't try to be something I'm not. And I think that's what really happens when people try to do gimmick changes in a way or they try to advance their character. They try to go so far in the other direction of something they're not comfortable with. And that's when we lose them. But Chris Jericho is always Chris Jericho, who is what Christopher Irvine, whatever his shoot name is. That's him, you know, just turned up and he'll change his hair. He'll 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 go through stages where he's really lean and ripped and then he'll go through stages where he's bulked. And then he'll go through stages to where he wears his pants a certain way and then entrance music and tone. And, you know, Jericho, he did the Nick Bockwinkle, Nick Bockwinkle thing for a while where he wore the suits and used the big words and everything and cut his hair short. And, you know, like he's gone through so many phases. And I think that was still Chris Jericho just studying Nick a little bit to make sure that he could turn it up. But I think there was still every bit of Chris Jericho in there. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. When he was doing the list and he was wearing the scarf and the the uh, ja- uh, lights on the jacket and then even the pain maker and all that stuff and even did the wizard thing. And, you know, it was it was just kind of like, what is this guy going to do next? But it was always entertaining. Right. And and yeah. I think I think he's the type of guy that he knows now, you know, I know when to let this stuff go. You know, I know yeah. when to I know when to kind of move this on. And when you change your gimmick, that's all new merch and people need it. If, if, if you're over, 
And I just think some of these workers have become such smart businessmen. And the fact of if I change my moniker and my colors and my attitude here a little bit, we got to get new shirts and new everything. And the, the fans are going to buy these new shirts. Right. I think it's time for a top hat to come back into wrestling. Yeah, I guess Jericho could do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he could. Yes, he could. Houston, who are some of the uh, students that we need to keep our eye on over there at your school? So I have some young ones that are really kind of taking over Texas right now. Two of them are our champions. Our Lions Pride Sports champion, our main champion is Zane Valero. The crazy thing about Zane is he just turned 20 last week, but he started when he was uh, 16 here. And he was one of those worms to butterfly stories or a, a, a shy, overweight kid that just liked wrestling that came in that turned out to he has an incredible physique now. And he's one of our most charismatic storytelling stars. And he's really learned that connecting with an audience and telling a story through the psychology of a match is most important. So keep an eye out for Zane. And then our Lions Den champion is Shimbashi, the Canadian dragon, uh, who's legit Canadian and Japanese. And so that was really neat to be able to, to put those things into the gimmick, into the moniker, um, because it just helps him stand out. But he's he's been working everywhere lately. And I definitely say those are the two besides everybody else we've talked about right now that are making a big name for themselves. And I got this guy named Haster, the King in Yellow. I don't know if you've heard of these old mythological stories of the King in Yellow, but he I didn't know about them till he told me uh, his name's Lucas. Lucas came into the school and he was another one of those where I thought. I thought, I don't know, I don't know if this guy will turn out to be what I want him to be, but we'll see. Because even he'll tell you, he came in a little overweight and just really busy in his life, but he loved wrestling and he has a background in acting as far as stage acting. And so he understands being in front of a crowd and ad-libbing and keeping emotions and facials going. And he came to me with this crazy gimmick of being Haster. And it's kind of like a split personality to where instead of taking medicine, he he trains wrestling as his medicine to cope with, to, to cope with his split personality. But when he has matches, people kind of bring out that split personality in him, you know, and that's when you see the crazy side of Haster, but we're getting him booked out in Texas quite a bit now because he's six foot two and has a good look and he's in his thirties. And so he looks like a grown man and people are really, really uh, latching onto him lately. You know, talking to you, it's obvious that, professional wrestling is your your passion but what is it so much about professional wrestling and the 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 sport itself that that you like so much for, for me it's the pure emotion of it all I Mia might have talked about it but when you come to my school I don't I'm going to teach you everything but you're going to have to care about psychology and storytelling the most and until you grasp that you won't you won't be one of my top wrestlers here because whenever people pay 15 to 40 dollars to go to an event and sit there for an hour and a half to two hours they want to feel something just like when you go to a concert of a band you like you you think about that concert for weeks after because they they had songs that they sang that made you feel nostalgic and made you feel some type of way with all these people and and you, you will pay all the money in the world to get that emotional feeling again and again and again. And I tell our students that if we go in there and if there's seven matches on the card and they get seven mini movies and each one has its own story and its own emotional direction, and if we make those all flow in a correct pattern, those people will leave feeling so satisfied with the way their heart and their mind feels, but also they have to have more. 
there's no way that can be the last wrestling show they've been to because of how we made them feel. Not because of the flips we did in the ring, not because we can dive over the top rope, not because we have the best chain wrestling in the in Texas. No, because they 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 went to they 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 went to they could go to Cinemark or or the premier theater here in town and watch a movie that was filmed a year ago, and, you know, and those actors aren't really there, even though those movies are great, and then not feel like they were connected to it at all. Or they can come to our wrestling show, which is a live movie and meet the actors and understand that we have one take to do this correctly. And if we don't do this correctly, we have messed up. And when they understand that art that we do and they fall in love with it, that that is what pro wrestling is to me as far as the importance of it. If there is anybody listening to this who is interested in uh, making contact with you or joining your school, how do they do that? Easiest way is going to lionsprideproductions.com. That's our website. And at our website, we have a link for everything there uh, and especially a link for our Lions Den school. And when you go to the tab for our Lions Den, you just fill out an application and that'll get sent to me. And then we'll start talking and see if it's the right fit for you. Okay. And if uh, somebody didn't want to be a wrestler, could they be a referee or a manager, a valet or anything like that? I train every, I train everything there is in pro wrestling. And even if somebody came in and they thought I'll try wrestling, but if it doesn't work out, I'll be a referee or a manager. We do that as well. I let you try a little bit of everything, but no matter what you're doing in the school, I make you work out with everybody because I want, I want everybody to be healthy and be in shape here. All right. Sounds very good. Well, I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you. No, it's my passion. Like you said, and I love spreading the word. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on here and spread the word. You're listening to the Russellville podcast where wrestling lives. Four-time NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion, Luscious Rocky Reynolds. Yo, this is the Rock Wallace, Jake Davis. Listen to stories in pro wrestling on the Russellville Podcast. Just incredible. This is ECW Original, the Enforcer, C.W. Anderson. This is former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Tim Storm. I'm Vinny Berry, and for more than 20 years, I've covered news and sports specializing in pro boxing, MMA, and wrestling. This is the juicy one, Daniel Ramon. This is the fire starter, Jake Chris. To listen, go to WrestleVille.com or on Spotify. This is Steve Wilson, the man behind the Monster Congo Kong, and you are listening to the WrestleVille Podcast. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Tracy Smothers, Harley Race, Tim Storm, Bushwhacker Luke, Bobby Fulton. The Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Vault, Vault Volume, Volume 1. One. Bill Dundee, Super Mix Hernandez, C.W. Anderson, Ricky Morton, Sir Moe, and many others share their stories of determination, triumph, and, and sorrow. sorrow. Get your book today at Russellville.com or at Amazon.com. Russellville, Russellville. it's where wrestling, wrestling is. 